Hello and welcome to the ECE Quality Ireland podcast. I'm Paula Walsh. And I'm Celine Govern. And first of all, Happy New Year. This is the first podcast of season four. Am I right, Paula? Season four, yeah. yeah. Season four. So um, thank you for listening and continuing to listen and welcome back um, to season four in 2024. So today we have a very interesting topic. Today we're going to talk about Shilpa and quality and all things Shilpa and quality. And we're going to particularly um talk about a new book written by our very own paula walsh called shielta in practice so paula is what i would consider to be an expert in all things shielta and i consider myself to be um very much learning um still even though shielta has been with us for so long so i suppose the topic of today's conversation is about shielta in practice really that's the name of your book mm -hmm. and it's about what it looks like in services um and paula just you know just before we started recording, I said to you, you know, I don't do Shielta, you know, mm -hmm. and I know that I said that so incorrectly and, yeah. and so inappropriately. And what did you say to me? And my response was, yes, you do, because oh. Shielta, you know, once you are running a good quality, high quality early childhood setting, um, you're following the regulations, you're compliant, mm. you know, mm. then you are doing Shielta. Um, okay. And so is that what Shielta is? Is Shielta a a quality practice guideline? Like how would you define yeah, so Shielta? Shielta for anybody who is outside of Ireland listening to this, Shielta um is the quality framework for early childhood education in Ireland. So we've Ashter, which is the curriculum framework, and that's sort of what we do in the room with the children, really, as such. Whereas yeah. Shielta, the way I like to describe Shielta. It's the quality framework. It's the quality standards for early childhood education, but it's for the entire setting. So if you imagine a building, your house, right? Yeah. Um, Ashter is your living room. Shielta is your entire house, right? So from okay. whether, um, now I'm not saying Ashter doesn't permeate, but what I'm trying to get across is that from the moment people walk up to your front gate, um, yeah. Shielta matters, you know, um, in terms of health and safety, in terms of quality, in terms of everything. So the way a service is run, mm -hmm. every part of it is Shielta, including Ashter, because one of the standards of Shielta, which is standard uh, seven, is, I think it is, is curriculum. Mm -hmm. So Ashter, you know, would very specifically fall into that standard. So Ashter is part of, of, of Shielta, but Shielta is Ashter plus everything else about your setting how it's run as an early years education setting as a business as a as everything okay so you mentioned the standards all yep. right so in 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 Astra we've got themes um and principles so in Shielta we've standards and how many of them do we have all right so yeah so we've standards and in Shielta all together there's 16 standards yeah okay. and they cover everything to do with um running and operating quality early childhood education settings so from play to curriculum to planning to partnership with parents to looking at your environment to the health and safety of the of the building itself to the organization and how the, how the how the you know it's managed right down to community involvement and supporting transitions so everything is covered in Shielta, but yeah, what so I it's comprehensive, isn't it? It's very comprehensive. So yeah. I could, and I suppose just to give you a bit of background, like 
the reason why I wrote the book, I wrote it um, in 2022 and it was published in 2023 by um, Baru Press, if anybody's interested. It in is beautiful. It, it is very, very, very nice and very easy to follow and very user friendly. Thanks. And I'm glad you said that because, I mean, for I, I'm a lecturer and a researcher in early childhood education, right? So I've lectured and taught early childhood educators from level five, six, seven and eight. So right across the whole sort of gamut yeah and something that i noticed was that you know shield to sort of confused people a little bit they knew what it was but they weren't really sure what they were supposed to do with this where they like i've had some people who thought that they were supposed to document how they're doing shield to similarly as you would document your curriculum um or trying to you know implement and we're going to implement you know an individual standard of shield to um but the thing is that the entire thing is um sort of symbiotic like you know you can't implement one standard of shielta without drawing upon bits of all the other standards or bits of elements from across all other areas of practice so i sort of had this understanding of shielta in my own mind and i was trying to get it across to students and then i thought hang on a second you know there's no book for this there's no manual for this so up on the shield to website yes there is the framework up there but it doesn't sort of break it down into what does this actually practically mm. look like in practice yeah. you know and you yeah. and i you're an educator you know and a provider i i have been an educator and manager and so it's very important that you understand how you actually do it in practice what does it look like on the ground and i didn't feel that up on the shield to framework itself on the website that you got that it gives you some um what are they called um oh i can't think of it. it's like flags or something signposts yeah. for reflection signposts. yeah yeah and yeah it tells you things to reflect about but it doesn't tell you what it actually looks like in practice and i would agree with you i think one of the i think that the, the website and how it's uh portrayed it can be quite um intimidating mm-hmm. um for educators you know and time consuming actually yeah. You know, um, for people who are already, you know, busy and don't really have, you know, non-contact time to sit down and actually examine this. I think the the book in in the classroom is really helpful in that it's all in the one space, you know. I'm just looking at one of the standards, right? Um, standard six is play. Of course, I went for play, you know. Yeah. Um, it says promoting play requires that each child has ample time to engage in freely available and accessible, developmentally appropriate and well-resourced opportunities for exploration, creativity and meaning making, meaning making in the company of other children with participating and supportive adults and alone where appropriate. Like it just, it really defines in easy language what that standard means, doesn't it? It couldn't be simpler. Yeah, no. I can't take credit for that quote that you just read out, right? No, because no, no, it's DES. That's taken yeah. from the DES. That's, so the yeah. way I structured it, each chapter, right, was mm. each chapter focuses on a standard. Yeah. And I started off each chapter there, say with that quote you read out, that's sort of the cover quote for each of Shielta's standards, you know, yeah. in Shielta yeah. itself. Yeah. And then I've sort of linked each standard to other areas of practice, right? Because... Yeah. The way I see it with Shielta is that, and if we're looking at this standard of play, okay, if you think of play, you have to think of, well, first of all, the resources for play that we put into the room. 
Yeah. Um, so the resources of play, for play that we put into the environment. So already mm-hmm. you've connected, you've connected with another standard of shield to there because it's a yes. standard for environment. Yes. And how are the resources you're putting for into the environment for play? How are they um, representing all the children in your setting, the various ethnicities, the various families, makeups, the various cultures? How are they promoting diversity, equality and inclusion? And up there, if you think about that one, you're linking into another standard of shield already, which is identity and belonging. Um, so that yeah. just gives you already just thinking about your resources for play. Mm-hmm how you've already linked into two other standards of SHIELTA and a piece of early years policy in the diversity, equality and inclusion charter. So that's sort of the idea that I was trying to get across. And I think it is important when you're thinking about SHIELTA is that it's not just, well, let's look at standard six play and we're going to implement this standard in our setting. You can't just implement that standard without implementing the standard for the environment, the standard Mm -hmm. for identity Mm -hmm. and belonging and without drawing upon pieces of other best practice and policy like the diversity and equality and inclusion charter so that's what I was trying to sort of support with with the book was that you know you may feel that you don't know what to do with Shielta but actually when you look at all your other knowledge as an educator um, that you're putting into practice every day you're drawn upon all these other areas to implement various things in your setting in a, in the best way possible in you know in a up to a certain standard of quality so you are actually doing shield to you know does that make sense yes yes it does and you know i i like the part where you points for reflection i think the points for reflection in under you know in each standard really help us to understand in practice what we're doing what we're doing right and where we can make improvements. I also like that you've linked, let's say, for example, that play standard to the regulation. Yeah. But so that it makes practical sense to us. Are we meeting the regulations? Are we compliant with the regulations? And how does Shielta help us yeah. uh, to be compliant with the regulations? So I think that's really, really helpful. You've also linked it then into Ashter. So you know, so the play standard of Shielta and how that links through Ashter with well-being and identity and belonging and the themes in Ashter. So in in practice, right, I think it's probably fairly safe to say that any service where quality is high are following the standards of Shielta, right? Whether they realise they are or not. And that for me is kind of a grey area. And I know we said about documenting it, you know, do I have to document Shielta? And that would be an awful road to go down. That would be, you know. Oh, that would be, yeah. That would be something Yeah, 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 that wouldn't be right. But, and here's here's the question. In a DES inspection, for example, okay, do they ask to see evidence of Shielta in a formatted sense, if you know what I mean? Not that I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the DES frame, um, their uh, inspection, inspection guidelines yeah. or whatever, I mean, they do talk about um, that the setting is, um, what's the word? I can't think of the exact wording now, but that it's guided by the principles of Ashton and Shielta. Ashton and Shielta. So, I, um, no, as I've never heard of anyone looking for Shielta to be documented. But, and that's why also I think it's really important that. 
everybody has everybody has an understanding of what shield looks like in practice because you know it can be subjective then if nobody's got because like i suppose similar to when ashtar came out shielda came out and was sorted there you go and there wasn't any training really yeah and there is the ashtar shield to practice guides right which is a great resource from the ncca but it more focuses on ashtar and what the children are doing and activities and emergent based learning and that kind of stuff it doesn't look at the entire provision whereas shielda affects the entire provision like if you look at standard 11 professional practice yeah you know you're talking about training cpd you're talking about you know do all our staff have the minimum qualification requirements um do we do we engage in staff supervisions you know um do how, how how is our service managed do we have regular team meetings does every educator get a chance to to you know bring their ideas forward um you know and that in turn impacts the children directly because are we bringing ideas from the children into you know planning are we you know looking at how we're going to develop our setting or make changes or whatever um you know but so it's not just about we can't just look at shielda in terms of of ashtar like the ashtar shielda practice guide does yeah we need to be looking at shielda in terms of the entire provision the entire service and in the past there were um i don't know what you call them training courses there were programs shielda programs run by the county child care committees if i if i i could stand to be corrected on that but i think that's who they were run by and they would come out to your service and they would analyze your service and they would make suggestions where you could improve quality and and they used the standards you know that has all stopped um my understanding of it is that some people found it really helpful but that other people found it very paper-based so yeah that that that's conflicting with what we're saying about you shouldn't be documenting it i remember speaking to one provider and i said to her how are you finding that you know i'm i'm, I'm considering she said i've got 20 lever arch files she said about five inches thick each full of paper so they were definitely documenting so yeah. I feel what they were doing was they were going standard by standard and documenting where they could improve and where they were meeting those, you know. Now that has all stopped, but I don't feel there's anything in its place. And I worry that Shilta is getting lost. Yeah, I I agree with you, which is also another reason why I suppose I got interested in Shilta and why I focus a lot as a lecturer. I focus a lot on making sure I bring Shielta into everything too so that you know if I'm lecturing on something in particular I might then have a slide on one or two of the standards of Shielta that this particular topic links into to help people help educators to see those connections you know with Shielta and how Shielta is just there in everything that we do you know whereas what you're talking about the documenting that process you know that's just a nightmare you know, and that's, oh. there's no need for it, you know, whereas what I like to think is that you could pick up this book and you can look at, say, one of the standards um, and you can just it'll bring to mind the other areas of your practice that you're doing that meet that sort of mean that you are therefore implementing this standard or actually yeah. I hadn't thought about how um how the standard of play, for example, links links in with the regulation. I think it is 19 for 
health and welfare you know that um or sorry it's yeah and also regulation 20 for example with the standard of play uh, regulation 20 of the child care act talks about having facilities for rest and play having the right space required both indoors and outdoors you know and then also the health and safety regulation i think it's 19 like talking about the resources for play being you know developmentally appropriate and all of that stuff so that it might then mean that you might think oh yeah i hadn't thought about the fact that when i'm you know worrying about implementing health and safety stuff i'm actually also implementing this standard of shield to you know that it's in everything that i do you know sorry go on no you go on yeah as, as we're talking i'm thinking to myself there's an awful lot of the regulations here and then Shielta is bringing it to a level of quality. Yeah. So you've got your standard regulations, okay? But Shielta helps us to take what's a regulation, you know, in law and bring that into the setting in a way that's at the highest quality possible so that the children have the best possible experience. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, it can be very overwhelming when you start reading, you know, um, the regulations, whether you open up the Child Care Act and the statute book and it's completely, yeah. you know, legal jargon or whether you look at the two slip quality regulatory framework document, which is really helpful, I have to say. Yeah. But it can still be a bit overwhelming, you know, but whereas you need to know what that what what that actually looks like, you know, what does that look like when I'm doing it in my setting with my staff? you know, on the ground, what does that actually look like in practice? You yeah, know? and I think that's where the book is really helpful. It gets down and into practice. And I suppose that reflects your experience both academically, but also as an educator yourself with years of experience that, yeah. you know, you know what quality looks like in a service. You actually, yeah. you've been there, you see it, you've seen it visibly, you know what it looks like, you know what it sounds like, you know what it feels like. Um, and, and I think that's evident throughout the book in each standard that you're helping people who maybe are saying, gosh, am I meeting the shield to standards to look at it and actually to have confidence? Yeah, I think it gives confidence from from the base I was at where we started the conversation of, oh, I'm not sure, you know, um, I didn't do that course. I don't have the 20 lever our trials. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the book helps give you confidence that what you're doing is quality. Yeah. And and maybe, you know, we're, none of us have 100 percent quality. None no. of us. No, 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 no. And you can always yeah. improve, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that the book, while giving you confidence, also gives you room for improvement. That's a television program. Of, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it also yeah. helps you understand that maybe that's something we can work on. You know, mm. maybe like if you look at the last one, the last standard is community, right? Um, and I'm very, I'm hugely um, invested in the community and my services. Yeah. But I always have people who, who come to me and say, you know, how do you do that? What does that look like? We don't get involved with our community and we mm-hmm. would love to. And I think if they, if they were to go to, to um, page 128 of your lovely book, um, it, there's, there's, there's ideas. There's ways to do it. There's ways to be visible, you know, yeah. visits to the local nursing home can foster empathy, kindness, understanding. Well, maybe you don't have a nursing home. Okay. Walks around the locality and trips to areas of interest, such as the parks or beauty spots. I mean, everybody has 
somewhere that they can walk. Yeah. Even absolutely. if you're in a laneway in rural Ireland, you can walk to the end of the laneway and on the way you might meet the bin man. Make sure you go out on the day that you're going to meet the bin man. Yeah. Stand absolutely. and wave at yeah. him or her. Or the time you when know, the post post uh I was gonna say the postman or the postwoman, you know, is, is coming around. Or invite them in, you know, or even just to walk around your locality and observe, you know, the nature or observe. Mm you know, the structure, the buildings, you know, what's in the community or even just going out. I know I've seen you doing it in your setting, going out for like a litter pick walk, you know, and tidying up the community or planting bulbs or whatever, just trying to instill that sense of we belong to this community and we are part of this community. Our setting is part of this community and, you know, we are valuable members of that community, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, huge, big, extra things that's the whole point i suppose you know is that you're it, it, it's things that you can build into the everyday and things that you're doing already really isn't it you know i wonder i wonder just you know in everyday language in practice in in in, in classrooms i wonder how many educators use the language of shelter regularly i feel it has gotten slightly lost mm. Um, I feel Ashtar maybe is has superseded it in terms of how we speak to each other and the language that we use and how we interact with other educators. Yeah. Um, I, I personally would like to see, because I think quality is the most important thing. I think oh, quality absolutely. is more important yeah. than curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think you can't have good curriculum until you've got really good quality. You know what I mean? I think absolutely. your curriculum yeah. would be mediocre. So I, I really do think it needs to be the whole you know, concept of Shielta and what it has to offer and why we're using it needs to be relaunched maybe or, you know, just, yeah, promoted more. I think there needs to be a refocus in on it. Yeah, because, you know, and I know maybe maybe with the forthcoming update to Ashter, maybe that's an opportunity also to put Shielta back in the limelight to sort of say, okay, let's look at everything that we're doing as well. You know, it is that, an opportunity. It's probably yeah. the opportunity Mm-hmm. we've to make sure it's not doesn't get lost yeah, yeah absolutely like what i would what i would hope is that you know in terms of this book in particular that you know the way i would see it being used well obviously students who are studying can use it and it can be useful educators can use it but that even sitting down with your team you know that you could decide to just look at one standard in a meeting and just talk about the other areas of your practice and are that feed into implementing that standard? And do we feel that we're implementing all of these areas to the best that we can? Or is there something we missed? Or is there something we could improve on? You know, in a practical sense, as opposed to documenting it like the, the previous sort of, I can't remember what that was mm. called. Was it the qualities? Oh, I can't I think now. But yeah, that it's a usable, you know, it should be something, a practical, usable guide you know and as you were pointing out like there's loads of at the end of every chapter there's loads of sort of examples of what this looks like in practice you know actually implementing it and different points for reflection to think about you know how you're doing things you know and to get get that sort of reflection that reflective process yes and under reflective practice um, you've made the very good point that reflective practice doesn't have to be formal. It can be no. informal mm-hmm. in terms of talking, you know, how you, how you how you analyze or reflect on on a lesson or yep. on an activity, or it can also be yep. an informal conversation 
with your peers, with your colleagues. So, um, you know, there might be room in monthly meetings yeah. for a five minute conversation about one of the standards. I'm thinking about ways to reintroduce it to practice. Yeah. So that, so and that I people think, yeah. are more aware. And I think there, there, it, there is the ability to do that, to just take five minutes and look at a, look at a shield standard yeah. because, and because the standards are interrelated with each other, yeah. Yeah. you're going to, you're going to inevitably look at elements from more than one standard yeah. when you think you're only looking at one standard and you're going to inevitably look at something to do with legislation or something to do with Ashter or something to do with, you know, child protection or whatever when you're looking at a, at a particular standard because everything is interlinked. All the best practice policy, all the legislation, the regulation, your Ashton curriculum framework, the other standards of SHIELTA, there is interplay between all of it. You know, none of it is standalone, which is exactly the point of this. Do you know what I mean? But, and you spoke there about, you were saying about the reflection, and I suppose that would come into SHIELTA standard 11, professional practice. Yeah. And what also comes into that is CPD. And both reflection and CPD, or continuing professional development sort of training, they're both things that I think can be done really in in the moment as opposed to it doesn't have to be this overwhelming well I have to sign up for a course and then I'm gonna it's gonna be three months long and I have to do I don't have the time and it's gonna whatever it's just you know even listen to a podcast like this is CPD just to start thinking about things or you know communities of practice asking other educators who are more knowledgeable or maybe have more experience than you you know to for their for their input or whatever you know all of that is cpd you know there's informal cpd and you know just driving home from work thinking about what happened that day something went really well something didn't go so well how can i bring that forward or how can i change that the next time or approach that differently that's reflection doesn't always have to be sitting down doing a big written gibbs reflective cycle or whatever you know it's just yeah very often opportunities for cpd are um, available within the the educators that you have already. So we Ooh, found yeah, this absolutely. Um, in, in secondary school um, over the last couple of years, you know, for in-service training days, you, we were always looking for the next big, you know, person to bring in. And eventually, you know, it, it was decided that the level of expertise and knowledge that was available amongst the staff you know, that we needed to draw on that. Oh, absolutely. And that's what we started yeah. to do. And I see no reason why that can't be implemented in in early years classrooms. I think the amount yeah. of knowledge that we already have, especially, you know, when somebody moves from a different setting, maybe they've got something to offer. Maybe they did something that they feel you could implement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. often CPD is available, you know? There's no yeah. doubt about it. So here it is. <laughs> yeah. And as I says, before we before we finish up on it, right? There's something that uh, there's something at the start of the book that I have sort of this is my analogy of what I think Shield is. So in my at the notes at the start, so this is what I've sort of tried to get across. So I often use the analogy of a driver theory handbook when I talk about Shield. We must understand it in order to drive the car of quality early childhood education to the best of our ability and in the best interests of children educators families and all other stakeholders so that's what i hope people will will get out of this book just looking at shielta in maybe a new light and uh, just really seeing those connections across practice and you know how they how they are already implementing shielta and maybe some ideas for how they can improve their implementation of shielta in their everyday practice 
I think it's That's perfect. It. Tell us where we can get it. It's called Shield Hit in Practice. It's by Paula Walsh. That that looks back to front, which you can very, you know, you know. Yeah. Um, Shield Hit in where Practice. Where is it available? It's available from Baru Press. So B O R U Press. www.barupress.com i.e. it's available online i think it's 21.99 the last time i checked. And we'll put the link so we'll put the link up yep so that's it thank you everybody for listening um you know you can get the our podcast the ece quality ireland podcast available anywhere you get your podcast spotify um apple podcasts any yeah. of those places Acast, and yeah. um please share with your friends if you like what you hear and tune in next time Bye. Bye.